It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Farm Report. Good morning, Jill Welke, back here at it. We've got a lot of chores to do. We've got a lot of stuff to get done along with the... All the interviews and stuff I heard from Bob again. We've got more to hear from Bob about his Hawaii excursion. And I want to tell you a little bit about my excursions yesterday. I went down to do some FFA on the air programs. I ventured down to Melrose Manduro, a second-year teacher there, doing a great job getting those kids involved. Really exciting to see uh, young teachers jumping into the roles and having new ideas for these students and getting them involved and getting stuff going. And, and just, it's just really good to see that the FFA programs and the ag programs really taking off. And I also was at Lincoln high school in Elma center and she is a first year teacher that was hired just before school started. So she said, well, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants, but from what I saw, She's doing a real nice job. She's figuring things out as she goes, getting those kids involved and getting just getting that leadership stuff out there for them and helping them really to learn and helping them to turn into some kid, people that tur- that will give back to the community and, and really have um, good things to say and a lot of stuff to learn. It just, there was just a really nice collaboration between the students and the teacher and Compere Financials um, supports all of that and sponsors all of that. So I got to talk to uh, Shana Laufenberg, Shauna Laufenberg, excuse me, about some of the stuff that's going on there too. So it's just really nice to touch base outside the studio with agriculture and see what's going on out there and see how much influence these teachers are having on students and getting them involved and checking out new stuff. And I just, I was very enthused and they were very enthused and there were awfully good interviews that came out of them. So today, I said we've got a lot of chores to do. We're going to be, for our farm news and stuff, we're going to be talking about the ethanol industry. We're going to talk about farm bankruptcies, but we're going to talk about them in a good way because they are down for 2021. There are also excess funds in Wisconsin that Tony Evers has some control over and how to spend with some of it has to do, has to have state approval, but you know what? Some of it doesn't, so I'm hoping we can push that through and get that money out there. And Wisconsin was the top producer of snap beans last year. And that's kind of an interesting fun fact, I think, you know, because we think of the corn and the soybeans as being the big producers in the area, and we don't really always think about the vegetables and that and that kind of product. But Wisconsin does a really good job at so many products from our cranberries to our beef and pork and, you know, and our corn and soybeans. But it's just really interesting to, you know, find that on the on the news stuff. And, ah, Wax is going to invite you to the second longest-running farm show in Wisconsin. The Eau Claire Farm Show is at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center on Eau Claire's west side. That's next week. 
It's on Tuesday the 1st and Wednesday the 2nd from 9 o'clock to 3.30. Come on and stop by the Wax booth to see Bob. Bob says he's going to be back from Hawaii, hopefully for a little while now. And I will be there. And I think Kristen Smith might even stop in because you can stop into the Wax booth and register to win Farm Tech Fest tickets to see Joe Nichols and Sawyer Brown. Plus tickets to Wisconsin Farm Technology Days in July in Clark County. Parking is free, and it's free to get in. And it's loaded with hundreds of exhibits and presented by North Country Enterprises. So that's a little bit about what we've got going on for next week. We'll talk about that a little bit again. But come on, stop into the wax booth. Come on and see... Some of you keep telling me putting the voice to the face to the voice, and I appreciate everybody listening every morning. And we're just out here having a good time. We're going to run through some chores, and then we're going to talk about some weather. We've got a lot of stuff to get done this morning. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're about a minute before 5 o'clock. And yesterday, I was I talked about my yesterday adventures of collecting up some FFA on the air interviews from Melrose Mondoro and Lincoln High School. Today, I get to go on a to a cover crop conference in Rothschild. I'm thinking that's going to be pretty interesting. You know, like cover crops, they're pretty an, uh, new and upbeat thing and new ideas for controlling weeds and... and um, and getting the ground back into shape for keeping the crops going. So I'm thinking the farm truck is going to be doing a lot of adventuring starting this spring. Well, starting this spring, I did it a bunch this winter, but more adventures lately. And along with that, we're going to be doing a lot of adventures this summer. But it is 5 o'clock. Let's hear about the news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. It appears all hope of avoiding a war in Europe is ending. Ukraine's foreign minister says peaceful cities are under attack from Russia, with missiles and explosions going off. He calls it a war of aggression, but vows the country will defend itself and win. President Biden and Britain's prime minister both spoke to Ukraine's leader to discuss next steps. The president will meet with G7 allies this morning and reveal more sanctions against Russia. The economic impact of a Russian invasion in Ukraine is starting to unfold. U.S. stock futures plunged early today with the Dow down 785 points. Markets are taking a dive as well in Hong Kong and Japan, while Moscow has suspended trading. Oil prices are also soaring. The Brent crude oil index hit $100 per barrel for the first time since 2014. Experts have warned the attack will lead to higher gas prices. The annual gathering of big conservative names begins today in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis will speak along with former President Trump. The Conservative Political Action Conference, also known as CPAC, will pit the two against each other in a straw poll. The men haven't said yet if they're running for president in 2024. Trump's son will also take the stage along with Texas Senator Ted Cruz and Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. 
More schools are trying to ban books, but not everyone is behind the move. A new poll by CBS News and YouGov finds close to 90% of people are against the effort, even if they don't agree with the subject. About 83% also don't support banning books critical of people and events in the U.S. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Well, that's a little bit of the news around the area. Let's take a look at our temperature. Eau Claire, we're sitting at zero, so no temperature at all. Medford, Rice, Medford and Rice Lake are two below. Wausau's four. Green Bay's at 14. Marshfield's at four degrees. La Crosse is at eight degrees. Madison's at 13. And Milwaukee's the balmy place at 21. And today, our weather up here. Predicted to be 21 degrees and cloudy. Tonight, our low is 4, with snow likely. Tomorrow, we're going to get up to 22 degrees, with a low of 3 and partly sunny. Saturday, I'm looking forward to Saturday, 34 degrees, with a low of 16 and sunny. Sunday, high of 29. Monday, 35. And Tuesday, 33. Sounds like maybe we're getting back a little bit to the normal temperature degrees that we're supposed to be having for the end of february and your skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by mark wart motors mark wart motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers their hard-working employees and the surrounding community for making mark wart motors the largest general motors dealership in the state of wisconsin we're going to be doing some more farm chores but first we're going to hear from joe nichols What's a guy got to do to get a girl in this town? And Joe Nichols will be coming to Farm Tech Fest. That's Wednesday, July 13th, this summer at Clark County Farm Technology Technology Days in Loyal. Tickets are available. And that's something new that's going to be associated with Farm Technology Days. It's across the road, so there's going to be maybe a few adult beverages being able to be served there and sounds like a really good time so farm tech fest is wednesday july 13th this year in clark county farm markets are brought to you by rural mutual insurance rural mutual insurance keeping wisconsin strong Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to run right over into our market. Sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Choice fed beef steers are 135 and a half to 150 with mix coming in at 108 to 135. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 144 with mixed at 85 to 133. Choice fed Holstein steers are 116 to 128 with selects at 95 to 115. Cows are 58 to 74 with a top of 93. Bulls are 89 to 104. Butcher hogs are 60 to 71. And sows are 51 to 69 and a half. Boars are 18 to 29. 
New crop market lambs are two dollars to two ten, and feeder lambs are up to three dollars and forty cents. Let's look at our futures markets. Live cattle. February is one forty three, down seventy cents. April is one forty four seventy five, down a dollar twenty seven. June is one forty one, down seventy seven cents. For and that market is trending downward. Our feeder cattle for March is one sixty two seventy seven, down a dollar forty five. April is one sixty eight twenty seven, down eighty five cents. May is one seventy three sixty seven, down eighty five cents. And August is one eighty four twenty, down ninety two cents. And that market is also trending downward. And let's take a look at our lean hogs. For April, we're one oh eight, down four. May we're at one twelve sixty five down three, June we're at one eighteen seventy seven down two forty five, and that market is also trending downward. We're to take a run over to our Chicago Board of Trade. Now these markets are going up in volumes, and it has to do with uh, South America production and their lack of rain and the Russia Ukraine conflict. So hold on to your seats. Corn for March at the Chicago Board of Trade is up $0.35 cents to $7.18. March oats is $7.18, up $0.46. Cents. Soybeans are up $0.63 cents to $17.58. Soybean meal, $489 a ton, and that is up $16. And wheat is up $0.50 to $9.63. Like I said, those numbers are really shooting up there because of the South American production and the lack of rain down there and the Russian-Ukraine conflict. We're going to roll over to our uh, dairy products. Barrels are $193.5, down two. Our 40-pound blocks are $199, down with no change from yesterday. Our grade AA butter is at $264, down one. Class 3 futures for milk. February is at $2089, with no change from yesterday. March is down $0.44 cents to $2202. April, $2248, down $0.38. Cents. May is down eighteen cents to twenty two sixteen and June is down four cents to twenty one ninety seven but though after those five months of going down, the markets are trending upwards later on in the year, so hopefully we can hold on to things and keep things going to make it all work. That's a little look at our markets and a little bit of the reasons why. We're going to float on over to the Alpharex dealer and see what she has to say. In central Wisconsin, in the Loyal area, if you're looking for Alpharex Alfalfa, Vita Plus in Loyal is the place to go. Diane Beal is with us from Vita Plus. And Diane, how long has Vita Plus been handling Alpharex seeds? We've been a dealer for over five years now. And uh, we've got a special opportunity for farmers that always, and rightly so, want to see firsthand what it's all about. Tell us about Alpharex and Farm Technology Days 2022 in Clark County. Well, 
FRX is a major sponsor for Farm Technology Days. Tent City is going to be on an alfalfa variety from LFRX, the 469. It's been doing very well. We seeded it down in 2020. The amount of tonnage and quality of feed we're getting off of that field is tremendous. And then we'll be doing some demos as well off of some of the 469, 360s, and 460 hybrids from LFRX line. Dennis Rail, of course, is the host at uh, Rail Acres. First time I understand he's ever used Alpha Rex. What has been his reaction so far as far as quality and quantity? He's been impressed with how well it uh, yields as well as the quality that's coming through. He has changed his seed diet to do a lot of haylage in his diet, and he likes how it's working for him in the cows. And Alpha Rex will be in the field demonstration, so if you want to see it, that's the place to go. What have other farmers said about Alpharex? The ability for it to regrow and be able to take some traffic as well as be able to overwinter has been exceptionally well. And for VitaPlus, obviously you do more than just work with farmers right there in the Loyal area. How big a territory will you cover with products and services, Diane? We cover Clark County, Wood, Marathon, Taylor, Jackson, and into part of Chippewa and Eau Claire counties. And the folks at Alpharex have told you there will be plentiful seed supplies or get your order in early just in case. What's the advice? Um, as is with any seed right now, do get your orders in, but the supply is pretty good. It's just we want to make sure we can get them in so we can logistically get them here. All right, so get your order in right away. And if you want to see Alpharex in the field, Farm Technology Days at Rail Acres, July 12th, 13th, and 14th, you'll see lots of Alpharex alfalfa. Diane Beal with us from Vita Plus in Loyal, an Alpharex dealer. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here we are at quarter after five. We're going to take a look at some farm news. And here we are at quarter after five. Let's take a look at some farm news. Ethanol industry rebounds in 2021. With the use of ethanol and gasoline returning to pre-COVID levels in the second half of the year, the ethanol industry's contribution to the U.S. gross national product was the second highest ever. Over 400,000 jobs were supported by the ethanol industry in 2021 with more than 73,000 jobs directly associated to the industry and another 334,000 jobs across all sectors of the economy created because of the industry. With all those jobs, $28.7 billion in household income was created in 2021, an increase of 55% from last year. And the ethanol industry also contributed over $52 billion to the gross domestic product, an increase of 50% over 2020. The ethanol industry continues to support agricultural output and farm income in a big way with over $30 billion in corn purchases and nearly $38 billion in purchases of raw materials in 2021. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about farm bankruptcies. Now, this is this is good news. Farm bankruptcies are down. In 2021, 
American Farm Bureau Federation reports Chapter 12 bankruptcy filings are down 50%. Across the nation, only 276, 276 Chapter 12 bankruptcies were filed, the lowest number in the last decade and the first time in 10 years that the number was below 300. Even though farmers enjoyed higher prices for commodities, input costs were up dramatically. Input costs compared to selling prices of products will determine the financial fitness of farmers in the future. And Wisconsin is the top producer of snap beans. According to the USDA's National Statistics Service, farmers harvested 58,200 acres of snap beans in 2021 for a total production of 6.69 million centiweight. Fresh market production totaled 267,700 centiweight with a value of 17,000 or 17.3 million dollars. Processing production totaled 320,900 tons valued at 38 million dollars. Wisconsin produced 44% of all snap beans in the nation. I know that beans, snap beans are one of my favorite vegetables out there. We need to keep everybody eating them and keep that market and keep that trend up because Wisconsin does so many things well when they're producing products. You know, from our snap beans to our potatoes to our cranberries, our corn, our soybeans. So many hardworking farmers out there that we need to really give them credit and they do such a good job. So we are going to be hearing from Pam and Dr. Darlene Conkle. She's there going to talk about some the migrating birds and the avian bird flu that's out there and the concerns that we should have for our domestic herds of chickens and pheasants and those kind of birds. So let's hear from Pam. Spring is right around the corner. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And those birds, they're starting to move around and might be bringing some unwanted pests with them. Pam, you had the opportunity to talk to somebody about that. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Jill. We are talking about avian influenza, and it is unwelcome for sure for anybody that owns any kind of birds, whether it's chickens, whether it's ducks, whether it's pheasants, whatever it may be, your birds could be at risk. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I talked about it with Dr. Darlene Conkle. She's our Wisconsin State veterinarian, and she is getting briefings every day from veterinarians in other states, particularly along the eastern seaboard, all the way up as far as in. Indiana about this new strain of avian influenza, highly pathogenic, and right now, no cure. She gives us an update on what she's hearing. Uh, yes, it has. Uh, there have been an increasing number of detections in Europe uh, earlier this year, or last year, rather, um, and uh, just before the holidays, um, was detected in wild birds along the east coast of North America. So it is a, a strain of highly pathogenic avian influenza. And uh, most recently was was detected on a poultry farm in Indiana, and then just today heard of um, 
two more detections on on poultry premises, one in Kentucky and one in Virginia. So we do know it's out there. Um, it's a strain of highly pathogenic avian influenza. So, you know, again, the, the best way to protect against avian influenza or even other pathogens is to use really good biosecurity and just keeping a close eye on, on, on your birds and paying attention to things like washing hands and using separate pairs of coveralls and boots, uh, not sharing equipment and, and all those sorts of things. You know, the last time that I really dug into this uh, situation with avian influenza was 2015 when Wisconsin ended up depopulating some of our uh, bird facilities because of an infection. So explain for people a little bit on why it's necessary, whether you've got a large quantity of birds or maybe just a few hens in the backyard, that you heed this biosecurity warning. Mm-hmm. Well, the highly pathogenic avian influenza can be carried by wild birds. We know that. So any type of flock could be susceptible. So you're right. No matter how large or how, how small, it's important to, to pay attention to biosecurity. I should mention also that um, livestock premises registration is required for any poultry premises in Wisconsin. And that also doesn't matter how large or how small you are. So that's a free system. Uh, for people to sign up and register their premises, even if they have just one or two backyard chickens. And uh, that gives us information that's really invaluable to know where these premises are. And uh, just recently, we were able to send out some information to those poultry premises with, with emails in our system to let them know about these high-path AI detections so they could take precautions. Yeah, right. Dr. Darlene Conkler, our Wisconsin State Veterinarian, along with us. Help people that are super sensitive right now, Darlene, to their own health understand uh, why the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection really does keep an eye on avian influenza. It is something we worry about with our poultry, our bird flock, but we do have to be have a little cautionary concern for human health. That's correct. Uh, so far with this particular strain of high-path avian influenza, appears to be just affecting birds, which is good news. Uh, some of these strains can mutate or adapt to infecting people, and we haven't seen that recently with these with this strain. Uh, but public health will also be keeping a close eye on these detections as well. So again, things like washing hands, um, keeping contacts with your poultry to a minimum, not, not allowing visitors to to have a lot of contact with poultry and in, in using separate equipment are all good ideas. So what kind of a network of communication goes on between states, between poultry producers? You mentioned about our uh, Livestock Identification Consortium, but what about you as peers, Donna? Do you feel pretty comfortable, or Darlene, do you feel pretty comfortable about the network of communications to quickly respond to these kinds of things? Yes, we're in real close contact with our USDA partners, and they've been keeping states really well informed about these detections. Uh, in fact, there'll be a conference call this afternoon to discuss some of the newer ones. Uh, so, yeah, good network of communication between state and federal contacts and among states. We also try to keep those lines of communication open here in Wisconsin um, by meeting with our poultry producers regularly and trying to get information out to those who have premises registered. What, I mean, aside from, uh, like we said, once the wild birds really start uh, migrating over Wisconsin, what are some of the early signs that I might have a problem in my flock? 
some of the early signs could be as subtle as uh, being off feed or a drop in egg production. That would be one of the very earliest signs. With these high path strains, the birds will tend to get sick pretty quickly, and it can lead to death of the birds. But uh, keep an eye on, on feed intake, water intake, and egg production are really good ways to detect a problem early. And if one gets it, does that essentially mean the whole flock will? Likely any of the birds that are in contact will become infected. This is going to be a new strain for any birds in the U.S. They won't have seen it before. So likely they're not going to have a lot of immunity to it. Mm -hmm. So it does tend to spread through a flock when the birds are are in close contact with each other. Gee, you know, and like I said, humans, we're so conscientious right now on vaccinations, boosters. I I am going to guess that there's really not much in the way of pharmaceuticals that can help protect our birds, or am I wrong? No, that's correct, too. There's not a vaccine available for this newest strain currently, Um, and uh, not any, it's a virus, so it's not going to be susceptible to antibiotics. So really trying to prevent it is, is the best way. Dr. Darlene Conkles along with us, our Wisconsin State Veterinarian. We are talking about avian influenza, a hot streak that's been detected in the south, southeast, eastern portion of the United States. And because of the way that birds uh, migrate over the state, you have to be particularly aware as of right now. And Darlene, when we talk about uh, uh, the birds, it's all birds. It's not just chickens. It's, it's all birds, your ducks, your geese, potentially all of them, right? Yes, all the the birds that people would potentially raise uh, at their homes would be susceptible to this. So uh, chickens, turkeys, waterfowl, as you mentioned, are going to be susceptible. Is there a place that I can go on the web? Uh, Does Department of Ag have a tip sheet? Maybe I'm new. Maybe I just got started with backyard birds in the past couple of years because of the pandemic. Might be kind of new to this. Are there any resources that we should be channeling them towards? Yes, uh, the DATCAP website is a great great source of information, datcp.wi.gov. Uh, if you type in avian influenza to the search bar, we have a page dedicated to information about avian influenza, and it includes resources like a checklist for enhanced biosecurity and, and information for poultry owners. And we also have links to the USDA website from no. that site as well. I don't wish this on you, Dr. Conkle, but... Uh, help people understand Department of Ag's responsibility is to mobilize. If for some reason we start to see this hot avian influenza strain show up in the state, your your job is to mobilize and protect the rest of the state, correct? That's correct. So we are um, reviewing our response plans and uh, positioning ourselves to react quickly if we do get a detection. Um, that's part of the reason for sending out information to all the poultry owners as well. We want people to be on the lookout and let us know if they're seeing anything unusual. Um, those numbers are on the website as well, how to get a hold of us. And um, it is to protect the entire flock in the state that, that will respond quickly with USDA's help to any positive detection. All right. Well, let's thank you, Pam, and thank you, Dr. Conkle, for that update. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Rocky from Premier Livestock in Withy. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
I have Rocky on the line from Premier Livestock and Withy. And he says he's feeling a little bit under the weather. But I said, you know, with those temperatures, maybe maybe we'll be able to dig out and be feeling a little bit better. Yeah, a little sunshine. Yeah, it's going to be great till, till the mud comes, right? Yeah, well, that's why I try to get a bunch of my calving done before the mud. I seem to be able to handle the cold better than mud these days. Yep, no, that's a that's a true thing for sure. So, well, what happened over there at the markets? Uh, thank you, Jill. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the dairy cattle auction shaped yesterday here at Premier Livestock. Uh, market was very strong yesterday. Had exceptional quality cattle. We sold 85 fresh two-year-olds, all parlor freestall. Uh, those top supreme fresh heifers brought 1,900 to 2,600. Uh, we did have one semi-load of 40 fresh heifers, averaged 2,135. Those heifers were right out of Canada. Better quality Holstein spring and heifers, 1,400 to 1,850. Uh, today, Thursday, we're having another dairy cattle auction with a one-owner herd dispersal of 390 Holstein Parlor Freestall cows. Herd also includes 35 jerseys and several sharp red and whites. Herds averaging 85 pounds. Uh, jerseys are averaging 65 pounds, and they have a 120 sell count. Herd will sell on test. Herd also includes 65 spring and heifers and cows. Uh, lots of top cows in that herd milk at 100 to 150 pounds. This auction starts today at 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, full catalog will be available at sale time, and online bidding will be through Cattle USA. We are not selling sheep and goats today. Uh, markets this week, very strong on the cattle markets. Top uh, market cows, high-yielding cows, 75 all the way up to 94. We did have a semi-load yesterday of corn-fed feedlot beef cows, average 90 cents. Uh, Many other cows, 62 to 74. Organic market cows sold on Mondays from 81 to $1.15. Market bulls high-yielding, 95 to $1.11. Fed cattle strong, high-choice and prime Holstein steers, 120 to 136. Choice beef steers and heifers, 130 to 140. In the calf market, newborn Holstein bull calves, mostly 85 to 215. Beef calves, 125 to 285. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 40. Uh, Questions on marketing or livestock, give us a call at Premier. 715-229-2500. 715-229-2500. Check out our website for lots more detailed information. Uh, that'll be at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And, Jill, that's the way it shaped up. Wow. Things are really moving. I do have, yeah, no. I do have a question for you, though. Yeah. So those Canadian cows, do they moo any different than they do down here in Wisconsin? You know, they just sound the same. So they all speak the same language. I like hearing that. They do. They do. All right, Rocky, you have a great day. You too, Jill. So that was Rocky from Premier Livestock in Withy answering my questions. And, you know, we always have those funny questions that go on in our head. And I've been working on my interview skills. And that was what popped into my head the first thing. Let's slide on over to TV 13. Mike Dandria, are you ready for us? Oh, you better believe it. I'm ready to talk weather. When am I not ready to talk weather, though, Jill? (laughs) (laughs) You're always out there, and I'm looking ahead to the weather, and I'm getting kind of excited here. Yeah, and uh, I mean, today's going to be a rather calm start, too, and uh, even a little bit of sunshine through the morning hours, but then we're going to move into a different type of pattern where we'll have, you know, some clouds moving in. They'll start out more of like a filtered sunshine in the mid-morning hours, but then clouds start to thicken up. Temperatures will warm up to about the low 20s, but 
By the early afternoon, we'll start to see some of that snow. It's going to be rather light to moderate for most of the time, but it will last us really throughout the afternoon and into the evening hours as well. And the Chippewa Valley looking like about 2 to 4 inches are possible by the time it's all said and done because that snow should taper off a little bit before the midnight hour. Otherwise, lows dipping to around the mid-single digits. Tomorrow, partly sunny, so we're going to have that cloud cover hanging around for most of the morning and early afternoon. Highs again getting into the low 20s, and winds still going to be rather light. Going into tomorrow night, though, clouds will clear out, and that'll bring us down to the low single digits for our lows. But the good news out of that is Saturday is when our warm-up starts. We'll have sunny conditions, temperatures getting into the low 30s for that last Saturday of February, so that's pretty nice. Then going into Saturday night, we'll have a little bit more in the way of cloud cover, but good news is that'll actually keep our low temperatures up a little bit. So our lows will only dip to around the mid-teens for the most part. Right now in Eau Claire, though, it's pretty chilly out there. Mostly clear conditions and a temperature of negative 5. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. I did hear what you did there with that moving into that snow for tonight. I hope you like that. I did. You're really talking my language this morning. Well, I'm talking the cow's language, Jill. Yeah, well, you know, I just asked Rocky if cows all spoke the same language, and he said his Canadian cows all sounded the same. <laughs> That's good, then. As the Wisconsin cows, you know, you, you have those questions that pop into your head, and I just let that question come out today. That is very true. But look at all the information that I shared, right? Yep, we learn something new every day. You bet. <laughs> Have yourself a good day, Joe. You too. Thank you. And that was Mike Dandria from TV13. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at the lot or at MarquardtMotors.com. We're going to slide on over and see what Morgan has to say about the news this morning. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines that keep us in our area as a longtime detective with the Eau Claire County Sheriff's Office wants to take it to the next job. Detective Don Henning announced a campaign yesterday. He's been with the Sheriff's Office since 1995 and a detective since 2010. Henning says he's born and raised in Eau Claire and wants to take on the challenge of running the Sheriff's Office. Sheriff Ron Kramer, of course, announced that he's not running for re-election in November. We'll take a pit stop at the political stage as an assembly bill that would allow for waivers of so-called natural immunity to have the same Wade is a vaccination record for COVID-19 passed the state assembly on Tuesday. Democrats say the bill damages public health standards and put health care workers at risk. Here's Representative Mark Spritzer. As a contrast to this bill, our health care heroes have been on the front lines of our health care system every day of this pandemic, not peddling health care fiction like this bill does, but delivering health care to people who desperately need it. Republicans rejected the amendment on grounds that it significantly altered the text and intent of the bill. Governor Evers likely to veto the measure if it passes the Senate. On that note, for public health, coronavirus hospitalizations and cases continue to fall in the state. While we're on the political stage, we look to 18 and possibly now 21. Wisconsin a step closer to raising the age to buy cigarettes in our state. The Wisconsin Assembly last night voted to raise the age to buy tobacco and vape products to 21. The change wouldn't mean much. The federal 
federal smoking age went to 21 back in 2019, but the vote would simply bring Wisconsin into compliance with the federal rules. The next step for that is in the state Senate. And the totals are in. Washburn, we're looking at you. That snowstorm that we were dealing with earlier this week, 30 inches of snow is the final total. Uh, Washburn, of course, just north of Ashland on the shores of Lake Superior. Neighbors say, yeah, they're still kind of sort of digging out of that 30-inch snowfall. And they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, it's doing its part for Nevada. It's top of the list for the most sinful states, right, Mark? Wallet Hub compared the states across nearly 50 indicators of immoral or illicit behavior, ranging from violent crimes per capita to shares of hostile Internet comments. Nevada ranked as the most sinful state overall, leading the charge in gambling and theft categories. California came in second and Texas third. Meanwhile, Idaho was ranked the least sinful state overall. I think everybody behaves in Idaho because, well, you know, the potatoes have eyes always watching, right? You're listening to Joe Welke in the Midwest Farm Show. And don't forget, just after six, it's Alex Edwards that wrangles up the usual cast of unusuals. We'll see what this Thursday brings us. We're right along with you with the Wax Morning Show live, local, and ready to go on Wax 104.5. It's a Wisconsin tradition, so start spreading the word. Whether you've been farming a little while or all your life, it's time to celebrate and see just what's new with Wisconsin's oldest tradition. Join us for the 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 1st and 2nd at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center. Free health clinics and free admission both days. Don't miss this event to celebrate Wisconsin's oldest tradition. The 58th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 1st and 2nd, with free admission from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. both days at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to start right in with our markets and hear from Amber from Barron Equity. Fed cattle choice Holstein steers sold from $1.08 to $1.1850. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.07 and down. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from 75 to 81, topping out at 84. 60% sold from 46 to 74, and the bottom 20% sold from 45 and down. Calves quality Holstein bull calves sold from 60 to 160, topping out at 185. Beef calves sold from 100 to 275. Our next sheep and goat sale is March 19th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you, and have a good day. And it's time to hear from Scott Herman from Sparta Equity. Following that, in a few more chores, we'll be hearing from Jerry Fitzgerald. Slaughter cow market was strong today with 20% of the cows, 65 to 81. 60% of the cows sold 50 to 64 and 20% of the cows sold 49 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high-yielding bulls 85 to 95 with a top of a dollar. Canner and utility bulls 74 and down. Fed cattle were steady with no test on the beef today. The choice overnight beef steers and heifers 135 to 142 with no test. Select a choice beef steers and heifers 120 to 135 with no test. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers 115 to 130 with no test. Your choice overnight Holstein steers 120 to 127.50. Your choice Holstein steers 110 to 120. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers 107 and down. Replacement calves are steady with the top Holstein bull calves 70 to 125. Your Holstein heifer calves 10 to 50. And the beef calves 150 to 210 with no test on them beef calves. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Wednesday, February 23rd. Have a great day. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I have Jerry Fitzgerald on the line from Stratford Equity. You're talking that it's a little bit cool over there, yes, but I'm the ever the optimist. And I said, but look, into the future, we're going to be getting up into our highs of 30s. Well, Jill, good morning to you. That sounds pretty good. And like I said, everybody is kind of looking for uh, for spring here, warm up. Uh, I think we're going to get some snow today. But, yeah, we got one degree here. And before we uh, do the market report, we certainly want to take a minute or so this morning or half a minute here to uh, to salute all of our uh, young folks in FFA, the FFA week in full swing this week. So our hats off to those because there's a lot of, lot of good young people out there doing a lot of good stuff. So you... Uh, Guys, keep up the good work, and uh, I'm sure I have a week all through the rest of the week, I believe, doesn't it, Joe? Yes, it does, and I was privileged to go down and visit a couple of FFA chapters with some new teachers, and boy, are they getting the kids involved, and I see so many good leadership opportunities coming out of that, and it just really warms my heart and gets me all, you know, looking to the future and thinking this, we've really got something good going here. Yeah, well, you know, uh, um, of course, you're just a very young yet, but <laughs> way back when I was in F, uh, unfortunately, way back in those days, there were, young ladies were not even in FFA when I was back there, so people must say, how old is he? <laughs> well, you're just, yeah, you're a little older than me. Actually, yeah, right, well. <laughs> Wait, it's not proper to talk about the age of women. Let's get no, it's on not, to our so margins. We are very uh, pleased to see that the young ladies are very much involved in FFA now, too. So anyway, before we forget what we're on the line for, we better do the mark. Do that, Jill. Thank you. And everyone, from yesterday, uh, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford, uh, on the feeder cattle sale yesterday, most of the beef cattle on the sale yesterday were heavier weight cattle. Mostly from $1.12 to $1.45. Good demand on Holstein feeders, lightweight Holstein feeder steers yesterday, 92 to 135, feeders, 90 to 122. Get into the market portion of the auction yesterday. Cows continue to be on a very, very strong trend. Higher yielding uh, cows yesterday selling from 72 to 83. See cows all the way up yesterday to a top of 90 and a half. Most of the cows this week selling from 50 to 70. Cows, pointer cows, those are below 50. Bull trade very strong again yesterday, also mostly from 80 to 95 on the fancier bulls. Looking at 105, weight bulls below 80. Fed cattle continue to be in very good demand, also. Choice grading Holstein steers, a 105 to 120. Choice strictly prime Holsteins from 120 to 127. Grading cattle below the dollar money. On the calf market, the bull calves mostly steady this week. Uh, 9,230 pound bull calves, 85 to 170. I was on yesterday's sale. Calves, very limited demand on these heifer calves. Calves on yesterday's auction, mostly from 150 to 320. And we are at Thursday here at Stratford. Our auction this morning starts at 11 o'clock. Market sale today, uh, of course, consisting of cows, fat cattle, bulls, baby calves. Will, it was about uh, 12.30 this afternoon. We invite you folks to take a look at our website. We've got a lot of upcoming, very special sales coming up here in March. So dairy auction on March 8th. Very excellent opportunity for you folks to buy some very top quality young cows. 
third dispersal on March 8th. Most of those cows are first first and second lactations. Our feeder cattle sale will be March 2nd. Next week, uh, some good quality Angus cattle for that part of that sale. So a lot of stuff on our website. Uh, I'd like your folks to take a look at that. Equity Co-op, the Stratford page. Well, Jill, you take a today and uh well i don't know snow on the way we'll have to wait and see how much we get but anyway i uh, will talk to you tomorrow morning and uh i guess uh what do we get up yeah i was kind of not paying attention before we're supposed to be high at 25 oh better yet i'm thinking i'm getting it i don't know i'm good with this it's supposed to be yep. cloudy but bringing in a little snow you know and gotta mess with the weather a little bit and get those calves coming well Actually, when uh, when uh, Bob comes back next week, we should have one really good day of, like, say, 12 below, so we get him back into Wisconsin, you know. I'm not sure he'd appreciate that as much as we would. So, All right. Let's wrap See it you, up. Talk- <laughs> and that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Michelle Tureen. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I am lucky enough to have Michelle Tureen on the line from Tureen Livestock. She's laughing at me about asking about those Canadian cows. And I said, you know, it's still kind of a thunderous Thursday around here. Good morning, Jill. It is. (laughs) It's always interesting to know the different verbiage, right? You bet. And, you know, I come out of the school districts, and we kind of tried to spice it up every day, and I did some announcements just before I left there, and I was, you know, kind of on a roll. So I think I'm going to work on carrying it on over here. (laughs) Well, so far so good, right? Uh, Today I'm having a good day. So what (laughs) happened out there in the markets? All right. Thank you, Jill. Coming up this up on Wednesday, February 23rd at Terrain Livestock Market in the Slotic Market, 84% of the cows. So from 60 and above market cows were 70 to 82. Low-yielding cows, 59 to 69. Thin and weak cows, 57 and lower. And the Holstein Steel Market Choice and Prime, 108 to 128. Selects were 104 and down. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 75 to 98 with the utilities at 70 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves are from 85 to $200 per head. We tapped at 226 with a consignment by Harvey Simons of Boyd. Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to $60 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 80 to 285 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 68 to 72. Sows were 60 to 72 and a half. And there was no test on the boars. Our next show will be Monday, February 28th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you'd like an on-farm visit, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tnlopsark.com. For all of us at Tree Livestock, your family owned an operating market. Have a great day. So did you ever make those snow angels? Not yet. I guess I have another chance, right? There's more snow, snow coming today. I, 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 dare, I dare you to make them. I'll make one. And I'll send okay. you a picture. How about that? Right back at you. I'll do the same. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you have yourself a great day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. And that was Michelle Tureen from Tureen Livestock. 
we're going to run right over to our country elevator prices because I've got Bob waiting to talk to us a little bit more about the Hawaii, his Hawaii experience. So, country elevator prices, Golden Plump and Arcadia is at six fifty six. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek are at six sixty. And Baldwin, Durand, and Elmwood and Osseo are at sixteen eighty seven for their soybeans. Mondovi's at sixteen eighty two. Fall Creek's at sixteen seventy seven. Osseo's at six seventy for their corn. Stevens Point's at six seventy for their soybeans. Elk Mound's six sixty and sixteen seventy five. Sparta's at six sixty eight and sixteen eighty five. Ellsworth's at six forty seven. And sixteen seventy two, Doomers and Buck Countries at six fifty eight and sixteen eighty two, Wheaton Chippewa Falls locations at six sixty four and sixteen eighty nine, Connorsville's at six sixty four and sixteen eighty six, with our ethanol plants coming in, and Boyceville's at six seventy five and Stanley's six fifty six, New Richmond rounds out the group with six forty six. Let's hear from Bob. We have made it to our third island, and we're going to talk to some folks from Mindoro and Eau Claire. Marlon Mueller is with us first, and uh, Marlon, as we stand here on Kauai, explain the scenery that we are looking at. I don't know if you can explain it, because it's just so fantastic, uh, looking across and seeing all the layers of rock and the canyon down below and how deep it is. uh pretty spectacular. And of course, we're here at the Waimea Canyon, which is the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon out west? Yes. How did, this is a miniature, but what do you, but the scenery? I think the scenery is good here, but this seems almost more deeper, and the other one, the Grand Canyon is more wider across. And couldn't have a better day to be here. Oh, well, couldn't have a better day, absolutely not. So Every day is perfect. <laughs> I was going to say, so what have you thought about the trip so far? We've been chocolate farms, we've been coffee farms, we've been salt farms, we've seen the Arizona, we've done a lot. You missed the one that's that really got me the most was the lava coming off the mountains. I, the lava was just, I, I don't know how to explain it. On the big island? Yep, on the big island. It was fantastic. Did you have any preconceived notion of what it was going to look like? No, none at all. So it's been worthwhile? Oh, yeah, very worthwhile. Lois is also with us, and she didn't want to talk, but as long as she's here. What's been one or two of the highlights for you, Lois? Absolutely. For me, the chocolate farm. (laughs) Why? Tell us what you liked about that. I'm a chocolate lover at heart, and it was very interesting to see how it was produced. Did you buy it and bring home? Absolutely. Did you eat it yet, or are you going to take it home? Uh, Taking it home. I ate some of mine already. So what do you think about the Grand Canyon of the Pacific, the Waimea Canyon? It's very impressive. Very impressive. You got some good pictures, or Marlon got some good pictures? We hope we do, yes. We'll find out when we get back. Okay, the Mueller's from Eau Claire. Let's go to Mindoro now. And that's Sandy and Dale Young. And Sandy, your thoughts as we stand here looking at this spectacular scene that Mother Nature has provided us. Other, just really. It's just hard to explain it. Yes. It's colorful and. Just spectacular, yes. When you came up over the over the horizon and looked down for the first time, were you surprised? Were you shocked? Were you amazed? Amazed. We've been to the Grand Canyon, and I don't know which one I like better. They're they're both spectacular. This one is probably more greener than what the other one is, but it is still spectacular. 
What's been some of the other highlights for you? Some of the farms we visited, the vegetation, uh, the lava? The best was probably the salt farm and the research that's going on the cattle out there. Yeah, we're going to follow up on that and see what they're doing with seaweed to mm-hmm. reduce methane. You know, how'd you like this weather? Beautiful. I want to take it home. Well, I wish we could. We'll see what we can do. Thank you, Sandy. Sandy, and now Dale is with us. And uh, Dale, your impressions, a little different agriculture over here. It is something that's totally different. It's There's no dairy. There's no wheat or corn. It's just the chocolate, the coffee, and the salt. And then up here to the Grand Canyon, just something else. And the weather. I mean, people say, well, it's going to rain today. And I said, yeah, it's going to rain someplace. But uh, these islands are so different. Uh, Fifteen feet away, it can be raining. You can be sunshine. Well,